big rocks and all that sort of thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. 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 Hello, John. Hello, Mick. How are Mick you? Mick Wall of the Mick Wall Podcast. Johnny James Hotton. Yeah. Also of the Mick Wall podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm oh, very much I'm so. I'm not of you, am I? Well, no, you're very like important. Odin, you know, ingredient. Of, you know, you're you're like what they call, you know, I'm the magic salt or whatever it is. I'm like the salt that Salt Bay puts on his steaks, <laughs> on his million-pound steaks. And Can I'm... you afford a million-pound steak? Well, if you can't, get out of my restaurant. Did you see him rubbing his salty hands on the World Cup? That was amazing. Oh, that guy. Yeah, Salt Bay. Do you not know who I'm talking I about? I do now Salt because Bay. you reminded me. Yeah. And Infantino, yeah, the FIFA president. He got his head and rubbed salt into it, and now Infantino's enthralled to Salt Bay. What a wanker. And doing the selfie no, I like at Pelle's yeah, Coffee. I like him. I Pelle. like him. Pelle. You know, they had. Uh, they had um, they've, uh, there's an actual FIFA rule stroke law on who's allowed to touch to the touch world. touch the cup, And right. Salt Bay said, fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm touching the cup, mate. If I'm here, I'm touching With the cup. With my salty hands. And he's just, he's just, he goes around, you know, Dubai or wherever he is, rinsing rich people, making, turning it green. Turning say, shit green. I say fair play to Salt Bay. <laughs> I like the guy. If you're stupid enough to pay two grand for a fucking steak, then it's your own lookout, isn't it? As my but dad would have said. Is he Dubai based? I don't know. I, I think he's got restaurants all over. All, uh, all over. People the world. are queuing up for a oh, steak with a bit of. Have you heard? If you put salt on steak, it tastes really nice. Especially I never if you knew sprinkle that. it on from, from a great, great height. height. Tastes even nicer. Yeah, mate, or if you just sort of throw it in the yeah, air. Yeah, throw it. Yeah. If you get Infantino's head and rub salt into it, it makes the ta- steak taste amazing. I, I would like to have a steak cooked by him, but served on his head. <laughs> Yeah, you know, with the necessary. Well, no, not Salt Bay. Salt Bay's got hair. You, oh, want, you want it off Infantino's head. Salt Bay's got like <laughs> pulled back long hair. Of course he has. Of course he has. Do you yeah. know in Dubai though, a friend of people. Though this in, was in Qatar. Let's let's let's. I say you it was say the World Cup. I say Dubai. Yeah. Is there same difference? Same really. difference. Yeah. You know, um, friends of friends were working out there, and so my mate. Uh, he was visiting his daughter. He went out there and he came back. He said, gosh, it's just unbelievable. He said, how much everything costs. Price of the steak. Yeah. So two grand for a steak is probably like a McDonald's. I yeah. Think. Well, it is to them. I mean, it's... Yeah. He said, it, 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 I forget what drink it was, but, you know, a, a cocktail would come with actual gold leaf. Yeah, well, the Salt Bay puts gold leaf on his steak. Does he? <laughs> and charges you four grand. He's amazing. <laughs> he's just, he's got it sussed. And the guy's clever, you know. I take my hat off to him. Right, so uh, we've got a few things to discuss today. Um, well, you said you were talking about the news. 
the news, yes, she said. The, this well, is a news-based pod. You just revealed some tremendous news I had no idea about. If you could press say it for me. Well, you no, because you said this is a news special. I said, have we got any news? You said no. <laughs> and you came up with a So I said, oh, I came up with a story that's a mere three weeks old. That'll do. Yes, there you go. Time so this pod goes like, out, another three months yeah, on. About like the Kerrang days. How old's that it's not. It's not being... F- See, John, it's like when I was editing Classic Rock. Were you because the editor of mon- Classic Rock? Because it was a monthly. I always used to impress upon the staff. Especially Dave Ling. <laughs> oh, well, he would... No, he didn't get it at all. But um, it, it's not about who's first. It's about who's best. Yeah, you that's see? true. You see? Yeah. So we're going to be best with the news. Now, Spill. What was it? Can I just say, before you say anything, just before we went on air... You were saying to me, I'm not going to get cancelled for anybody. Yeah, especially I you. you. You're, not, you're not going to get cancelled. All right. Okay? All right. So give me okay, the well, news. Because this to me is a serious, this is a it light-hearted is podcast. Well, to I, my mind. it has dark places. You think it does. <laughs> I don't. Well, we agree to differ. All right. So, so give us the news. Stephen Tyler. Oh, yeah. The singer of Aerosmith, who now looks like your granny, you know, with his grey hair piled on top of his head. He smells like it as well. Oh, I, don't, I haven't weed. smelled him. I, cat probably, weed. Yeah. Um, he's being sued by uh, a girl who, re- taking... Um, well, she's no longer a girl, is she? She's no longer a girl, but when she was 16 years old, Tyler did the old Jerry Lee Lewis and persuaded... <laughs> Her parents to, as he says in auto, in his autobiography, sign a piece of paper that enabled him to take her across state lines uh, and, and essentially paper, have a relationship with her when she was 16 and he was in his 20s. The bit of paper uh, gave him guardianship. Here we go. Here's, here's the quote from Tyler's book, which okay. you think might be hoisting him by his own petard. Mm. Um, Tyler says he almost took a teen bride... Almost. Almost. Oh, I don't think they got married. I think right. he was well, why would you bother? For, for three years. And, and that quote, I'm quoting now, her parents fell in love with me, signed a paper over for me to have custody so I wouldn't get arrested if I took her out of state. Across state lines. Yeah. I took her on tour with me. Yeah, for three years. <laughs> <laughs> that For context... They met in 1973. Yeah, but now here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting... And now uh, there's been some recent legislation in California where this suit is being filed. Surprise, which surprise. Are, yeah, well, no, which has just removed, I think, some sort of statute on how far back you can go. Right. Because I think the Me Too Me movement too. has... Yeah, I mean, you know, things that happened to you in your past aren't necessarily past for you if they're still affecting you. So, especially if the person that's the, affecting you is a multi-millionaire. The woman filing the lawsuit has said, and I believe I believe her. You might not, but I do. I want this action to expose an industry that protects celebrity offenders, to cleanse and to hold accountable an industry that both exploited and allowed me to be exploited for years, along with so many other naive and vulnerable kids and adults. Now, I think. I know what you're going to say, but let me first say, I think there's a, an element of truth in this. I know the 70s were the Wild West. I know the old inverted commas, everyone was doing it. They I know were. I know the mores and the morals of the time were different. And it's Especially very, in LA. And it's very dangerous to suddenly... You it, know, is. But, no, I mean, but, it is. But I'll throw a name at you here. Ooh. Roman Polanski. Now, Polanski has, you know, 
no one says to oh well everyone was doing it at the time about Roman Polanski she was 15 or yeah. 13 even yeah. very i mean it's, well yeah but i mean you know 16 is still underage I don't, in ah in america yeah. right because in this country you can get married at 16 yeah. um Okay, Roman Polanski, I'll give you that. That's but a very extreme I mean, but, but example. It is an extreme example, and I'm not, I'm not conflating... I mean, he didn't take her... He didn't live with her for three years. No, 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 I'm not conflating... He raped her, basically. I'm, yeah, I'm not conflating the two. But it is to say, it isn't just a case of saying times were different, anyone could do what they want, because they couldn't. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, Elvis, I, I Elvis think... is another... Elvis, you know, and the sad passing of, of Lisa Marie, but... Elvis and Priscilla, that was, you know, she was 14 or something yeah, and he yeah. persuaded her parents. Yeah. Because he's Elvis fucking yeah. Presley. Yeah. Look at those poor kids um, whose parents were only too happy to let Michael Jackson have yeah. his way with them. Yeah. Because they wanted to hang out with Michael or be, I don't even fucking so, know. So oh, what, little Jimmy's off to Michael's yeah, house. For a sleepover. Yeah, because Michael, we're all friends. Someone once said, if you like children that much, Michael, where are all the girls? <laughs> Which is very true. But so again, no, hang on, hang on. Again, an extreme example. Uh, my, I'm not trying to mount a defence. I'm offering context, okay? My context that I would offer here is Michael Jackson uh, didn't nearly marry one particular child or uh, live with them uh, until they were 19 or whatever. Again, give me a chance. Um, Tyler, who back then and now could have a million different girls every night of the week, and I'm sure still did in his spare time, because um, everybody did. But this girl was with him for three years, and he had the legal bit of paper. <laughs> oh God! He had uh, no. Hang on, hang on. He, he'd done due diligence. Yeah, yeah, put it that way. Due diligence. Yeah, that's right. And I quote: <laughs> "Her parents loved me." There you go. I got them, uh, and, and, and he said he almost married. He said he almost married. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but you don't yeah. put that in your book. Her if it's parents not were lo- Her do. parents were in love. Fell in love with me. Signed a paper over for me to have custody. Custody. Yeah. Custody. That's what you have for All a above child. Board. Above. That's above what you board. have for a child. All above board. You see. Um, look. Why would he put it in the book if it wasn't well, a significant because, moment for well, him? Exactly, he put it in the book, and now he's thinking he's probably suing his ghostwriter. It wasn't you, was it? <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting to it. Now Look, we're getting to it. I said, Stephen, you put in. We've got to leave job. that bit out. He yeah. said, "Now nah, fuck off, Mick. You'll be the yeah. one that gets sued." I went, "All right then, <laughs> buy some more money now." Um, no, look, clearly it's fucking bad. I'm not trying to say it's not bad. Of course it's bad. I'm just interested in the actuality. Yeah, that's which, right. I which, mean, which, which, hang on. How many teenage girls, and I mean younger than 16, must he have fucked yeah, but, in but, those years? No, no, hang on, hang on. But that's why but they, we... Yeah, but he doesn't recall them in the book. He recalls this particular one because she must have been special to him. What difference does that make? It makes well, zero. Di- it makes zero no, difference. No, love, love zero conquers di- all. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> oh, especially in the seventies, don't be so ludicrous. There, you know, you've got a a, a a relation relationship so imbalanced by power and money well, and that's how fame. I like my chicks, you know, I'm the guy. See, this the was chick. my fear. This was my fear <laughs> in doing this podcast. 
All right, look, look. Okay, all joking aside. Um, what's, inter- what's interesting is it's throwing new context on those times and the argument, to, the genuine argument to be had is do you retrospectively apply today's morality to yesterday? That's sort of what you're saying is that, you know, Tyler at the time wouldn't have necessarily thought this was as jarring a thing to do had he had a brain in his head. You know, had had it not been 1973. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so there is an argument to be had about that. There is an argument to be had about that. But equally, there is an argument to be had in the other direction to say, look, come on, you know, if if everyone was doing it, i.e., everyone who wasn't a rock star was doing it. Well, then, in, in fairness, John, there was a fair bit of that too. I mean, I back in the 70s, 1975. Um, a dear friend of mine, a little bit older than me, uh, was an art teacher. And the girls used to just love him. And he ended up um, with a 15-year-old. And they were together for about 10 years. Um, further on in his career, by the time you get to the early 80s, he's now an uh, art lecturer or something at one of the unis. I won't mention which one. And he gets another girlfriend, also 15, who he then spends many years with and gets to know her parents and all the rest of it. I'm not saying any of this is anything other than it wasn't just rock stars, but clearly it was the new bohemia. You know, I mean, I, I was 15 in 1973, so I'm about the same age as this uh, woman. And, um, Stephen Tyler never asked you out. <laughs> Not yet. No. Uh, I, I still, still carry a candle. Yeah. Um, there was a... Following on from the 60s, there really was um, a different atmosphere, if you like, and it was considered enlightened. And it wasn't just sex, but it would be drugs. And I remember in, like, 74, when I was 16, I, and I uh, left school... And getting to know guys that are a little bit older that, that, that didn't live at home, and and you'd go around and they'd have all the porno mags lying around uh, for you to browse. Mm. You know, it was just it yeah. was kind of well. It's interesting. I mean, we uh, we spoke earlier off off pod when we weren't on this on the CB radio together, whatever <laughs> it is we're doing with all of the listeners and the readers and the uh, the callers, the callers. <laughs> Uh, about the new uh, Brett Easton Ellis novel, which is fantastic, and and yeah, which you've you know, read, you seem to mention a lot, seeing as you got an advance. <laughs> but Ellis, copy. Is, Ellis is a sort of great iconoclast, and 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 is controversial in the point that you know he's a sort of anti-snowflake, mm. and he makes great fun of his boyfriend, who is much younger than him, and he's mm. you know his boyfriend has has the kind of mores of the time, whereas Ellis has the more kind of robust morals of the more early. More robust. Yeah, of the, but to the point where he, he you know, the, the, the new novel is about him at 16, 17. Fucking when, anything that moves yeah, yeah, and, and being and, fucked and, by and, older and, men. Yeah, exactly. And saying, no, you know, I don't feel exploited. I didn't feel exploited. I don't feel like it's ruined my life. I wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, he's putting that case. So, I mean, yeah, all I'm saying is that debate is being had. Uh, And I I think it's correct because, you know, Me Too obviously is is very broad and and rightly so. Any woman 
that feels well, personal. I mean, absolutely. But the the kind of the core of Me Too was about Harvey Weinstein and that culture of you're you're a young actor or actor in yeah. woman actor in it's Hollywood. Power. It's about power, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. but. You want to get ahead in the movies. This powerful man says, "Come to my hotel suite." You go knowing it's cheesecake time. You don't know he's going to rape or assault you, yeah. but you, you know, you know, you know you have to go. You know you have to yeah. go, yeah. and you know you're going to have to probably put up with some shit. Yeah. The casting couch goes back to the big dawn of yeah. Hollywood. Rock music in the early seventies was definitely different. To that, yes, yeah, because um, I doubt Tyler was saying, "Well, I'll make you a rock star." I mean, maybe he was. I, I really doubt it. He didn't need to, but you know, young girls. Well, no, it was just that it was the kind of. I mean, in a, in a much less innocent way, it was the almost famous thing. It was, you know, you're from small town America. What's ever going to happen to you? Well, just at the time you're starting to feel rebellious and you want to break out on your own. The circus comes to town, yeah, you know, and you get your ride. Yeah, but that wouldn't necessarily be how the bands would think of it. No, no, because that's the same everywhere they yeah. go. It's it's Groundhog Day for yeah. groups on tour, and um, you know, it, it, in London in the sixties, my friend Wayne Bardell, who used to co-manage Hawkwind, who you mentioned in the last pod, yes. um, a f- fantastic guy, really smart, you know, and um, his girlfriend. Had been, was Donovan's ex-girlfriend in the 60s. And he got a job working at Apple, the Beatles label. And he used to tell me he, he, he got the job because he allowed, you know, the guys to fumble with him and bum him and whatever. I was like, really? He said, Mick, everybody, that was how you got by in the 60s in the music business, in London. Because it was just a small, it was just that Soho area. They yeah. all knew each other. Yeah. Um, and of course, all the empresarios, apart from Don Arden and probably Peter Grant, but they're, they're all gay. Um, so it was a culture that they accepted. That, to me, is a little closer to me, too, if you like, because there's a job at the end of it. Um, the thing in the early 70s, uh, and I speak as a teenager at the time, was you couldn't wait to get out there and have experiences, you know. Um, drugs were considered consciousness expanding you weren't considered sophisticated sophisticated is too big a word you weren't considered switched on you know if you didn't if you had any kind of big objections to sex or drugs and i'm sure in the 60s with the so-called permissive age there's loads of examples of women that were so terribly treated uh, allowing their boyfriends or husbands to have orgies because oh don't, don't be hung up you know mm. all that shit but the rock bands, I think it was pretty fucking simple. Uh, and particularly L.A., you know, where, um, what was her name? Laurie Maddox, the 14-year-old girlfriend of Jimi Hendri- uh, Jimi Hendrix, Jimmy Page. Yeah. A sable star who uh, fucked everybody, including Iggy Pop. She was, again, she's a friend of Laurie. She's 14, 15. Um, she ended up going off with Johnny Thunders. That was a one-way ticket to hell. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So there weren't very good outcomes for a lot of these people. But then you look at say Pamela Debar in the late 60s, and I showed that book, I'm With the mm. Band. Elton John uh, doing Tiny Dancer in 1971. You know, you could say that's a pedo's charter, but that wasn't how it was meant. It, uh, if you look at, I was doing the Hendrix book and the Doors book, looking at um, testimonies from that time, and the idea of being a groupie at a certain point in that history was actually considered pretty cool you know the tiny dance got seamstress for the band you know because they'd be fixing your clothes and doing your laundry and it wasn't it wasn't stigmatized now clearly there would be lots of instances where there was just brutal groupie sex and fuck off mm. again stuff so, as so there the, is today yeah but so the question is now you know should that be dealt with and you would say well, retrospectively yeah, yeah. So, if I mean, the, it's not it's not being dealt with in a criminal court. Let's say that this is a this is a private. This is, she is a lawsuit. She was damaged by it. Uh, I'll get back. Or now. is she I'll saying I just think it should be stopped? I've got to turn the phone back on. Now. You haven't actually turned it off, have you? Well, no, it, it just went. It just goes off. Tw- since before the pandemic, it, just go, it doesn't phone. stop making sounds. It just decides. Ah, so when you say turned off, you mean on. it just went to you know went to what do you call it sleep went to sleep. <laughs> bit like yourself well i'll fill while you while you did this exciting thing of looking at your phone i will fill by saying um i remember when i met slash in 87 88 and he was saying to me back then because aids was the big thing then before me too and all that there was aids that was the the specter from the past that was going to come and bite you and i remember him saying to me I tell you what, man, he said that sooner or later a rock star will go down with age. And he goes, and as soon as they do, we all will go down with it because we yeah. all fuck the same chicks. Yeah. They turn up on the road. Now, I could name you, and I won't because that will get me in trouble, but I could name you several high-profile women managers of rock artists that got their big break, as it were, because they were groupies, because they yeah. fucked these guys. Well, I, I'm, I'm not. I won't go into the rest of this Tyler thing because it does get very dark. So oh, does I, would, it? I would just say. So go, she claiming she was. I, she's I would just been say. Damaged. I would go out and I would say go and read about it for yourselves. Okay. Think about it for yourselves, people. <laughs> this is a light. You decide. This is a light-hearted podcast. <laughs> no, it isn't. We we go dark. You, you say that. Yeah, we go dark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, let's yeah. do something else now. Oh, okay. Well, moving on. There was yeah, an moving item... on. Let's move on from this. Wow. You know. So um, there was something that I was going to mention because it leads into something else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but re- recently... Hold on Christmas... to your hats, listeners. <laughs> 
before Christmas, um, there was a tweet I noticed, and uh, I didn't realise who the writer was. It was actually a friend of mine. I just had no idea. And it was... The writer of the tweet? Of the tweet and of the article that okay. he was tweeting. Okay. And he was talking about the best music books of of recent Ever. times. Oh, okay. And um, he comes Of course, the, your name featured. It, my name Heavily featured on that list. Prominently. Yes. Prominent. He led yeah. the debate. Number one. <laughs> Probably not number one, no. Yeah. But um, he comes to the Dio book. And he just he gives it such a glowing review. And particularly myself, he's kind of like, yeah, Mick Wall established a great yeah, reputation. Research. Mate, speaks yeah. to everyone. Yeah. Goes places. Yeah. yeah. You know, where people don't go. De- definitely doesn't just look it up on the internet. God no. Um and I'm reading this thinking, I didn't speak to anybody. It's no. a ghosted memoir. Yeah, Ronnie's Ronnie wrote it. Yeah. And he ends by saying, look, you know, um, this is by far the definitive biography of Ronnie James Dale until one day perhaps Ronnie's own memoir will come out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck off, man. Yeah. You didn't read it, did you? Yeah, he didn't read it. So I did a piss-taking retweet. And it turned out it was me old mate Joe Daly. Okay. Who's a, he's a really lovely guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was ringing me and messaging me. And what I have I done? It. I changed it. What I have I it. done? <laughs> I said, you're you've, dead to me, You've not Joe. read the book, Joe. You're, you mean well, you've exactly. not read? What's it called? Rainbow, <laughs> Rainbow in the Dark. Rainbow in the Dark. How dare you not know that? You've not read Rainbow in the Dark by featuring Ronnie Mick Jane. Wall. By Ronnie Ron- James Dio featuring, featuring Mick Wall. You've not read it. Also featuring Wendy Dio. Oh yeah, that's true. It does feature Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. Wendy. So, um, but it led me uh, in trying to sort of reassure Joe not to get too worried about it. Well, you just look, man. All publicity is good publicity <laughs> by me. <laughs> you should see some of the things other people have said. <laughs> well, just reminded me of the. Many, many times over the years. Over where, the years, where because people don't realise, they go, "Oh, you, you, but you didn't even read the book." I mean, yeah, I, I get thought. 30... I thought before I went to Grant, I thought when you reviewed an album, you listened you to, to a it. special room. Yeah, and you listened to it a minimum of ten times in the special. That's room. what I thought. You it, had to listen to it ten after times. About an hour, someone sit the head around and go, "What's it like?" Unless you, go, you could pretty prove, good. yeah, unless you could prove you'd listened to it ten times. Well, you'd want to. They wouldn't run the review. But you'd want to, and you'd well, compile sure. notes. Yeah, you know. yeah. No. <laughs> no. Definitely not. No. Um, but to offer context, how long does it take to read a fucking book? Long time. Long time, man. I mean, fucking whole book. Long time. By An what? album, those days, Yeah, but I mean, it, but I mean, come on. I, I'm not, I, you know, Joe is a good guy. I'm not going against Joe, but... You only probably really need to read the blurb to realise that it wasn't a biography. <laughs> that you met that bit where it says by yeah, Ronnie yeah, James. Yeah, you didn't even need Dio. to read the blurb. You just need to read the cover. Yeah, yeah. In fairness, yeah, you're right. But um, what people don't understand is, what do you get paid? Like thirty quid if you're lucky. 20? Who was it for? Classic. Uh, oh, oh maybe Metal Hammer. So oh, really, for Christ. Cheaper. So probably don't even pay you at all. Well, if it's 200 words, it's probably like 20 quid or something. Yeah. Why would you spend all weekend reading, reading a, a fucking yeah. book for 20 Just quid? Just send me the list of books you want me to say are good. I'll say they're good. And then re- send me the 20 quid at the same time. <laughs> it reminded me of the times 
uh, on Kerrang! in my early days. Oh, you're certainly not in your later years. <laughs> no, no, when I was far more Because you you'd only review an album by your mates at that point, which is a <laughs> whole different thing. Well, they were all my mates. They were all your friends. I, mean, I, I was in the apart studio from while they were making it. Apart from see? Poison. They were. Well, we were, we, we know, we were, we were, we were best buds and then we had a falling out, all their fault. Yeah. And then me and Brett made up. Oh, that's true, you did, yeah. So, uh, but in the earliest days of Crank, it was still fortnightly, come out every two weeks. And they had the, the culture page, remember, with a K? With a K, yeah. And it would review f- I was the film. editor of it very briefly. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, not so briefly, yeah. Well, it came with the whole brief of, you know, Being generally all the pages that Dan, Dante couldn't be bothered to see. Um, and... You know, I'd, I'd be sent to see a film that I really wasn't interested. I remember going to see Conan the Barbarian yeah. with, with Xavier. I thought you'd say with Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no, Xavier. We were, we were both so I haven't drunk. seen the one with Xavier. We were so drunk yeah. that uh, I couldn't remember a thing the next day. You know? And I thought, what am I going to do? So in those days, probably still now, but in those days in London, there was a magazine called Time Out, which came out every yeah. week, and it was all about movies and music and the arts. And they'd have really sort of penetrating reviews. Yeah. So I thought, well, a little peep in there. By people that could be asked prompt, to see the film. Prompt, prompt my memory. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I read the review in there, and I thought, well, I'll have a bit of that, you know. You know yeah. Whatever. Rephrase it. <laughs> Just about. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then it'd be a book. I'm like, a book? Oh, for fuck's sake. You yeah. Know. But timeouts would also do books. So... I got to the point where I wouldn't bother going or reading no, the book. just read like, it in time out. Read the review. And that and that was fun. That but worked then I, for how long? Well, a little while. But then I hit upon the spectacular idea. Because it went from time out to, oh, look, the evening standard have got a review. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't just keep doing time out. No. I got to the point where I went, whatever they say, I will say the opposite. Opposite. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, like, the greatest movie, the new movie set. And I'd be like, it's biggest pile of shit you've rubbish. ever seen. Yeah. Don't go. It's rubbish. Yeah. And no one, no, no one, it never, ever came up on the radar. Ever. Ever. So, I don't blame someone for making a little mistake. Yeah. But what about you? I'm sure there were times when oh. you had to quickly bash out Even a bit now, of copy. even now when I, t- like, uh, if I'm assessing, you know, should we review this book or not? I don't re- don't read the whole book. Oh, God, no. Why would you? You're just trying to work out: is it worth me reading the book? Yeah. So no, I I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, people seem to. And I, when you're on the other side of it and you get reviewed, if people don't get what you were trying to say, you get annoyed about it. And if you mm. think, oh, we've well, not, you know, mm. but then yeah, you think about your own reviewing process which is basically can i make myself sound good <laughs> in the course oh, of this no, review? I, I never trod that path ever you know can i make sure that the record company will send me a you know nice <laughs> bottle of something or invite me to lunch because it's such a good review they used to in those you know, i know days. that's what i'm saying yeah when i reviewed Nicely hounds reward. of love in Kerrang, yeah, they sent me a bottle could, of champagne they said you'd come around to have a date with kate for writing that one. That's another story. That was so, such a good review of Hounds of Love. Kate would like to take you out to lunch. Well, I'd already met Kate, of course. Yeah, I'd been times. round her house, yeah. you see, yeah. with Ray Palmer yes. taking Can the pictures. Can you imagine what that was like? Uh, yeah. Well, I was there, yeah. and he was saying to lean over, lean over. He goes, 
That's it. Hold hold your shoulders together. And I'm afterwards. I said, "What were you doing?" He goes, "He goes, look, he, this is Ray talking, not yeah, me. Yeah. Me too." He said, um, "He goes, even birds would notice. You get them to lean forward and squeeze their shoulders. They they get cleavage." Yeah. He was on to the whole wonder bra thing he, long he was, before he, <laughs> that came out. He should have invented it. Ray should have invented it. <laughs> Ray knew how to shoot a woman. Yeah, with his camera. Yeah, his and his tripod. <laughs> Stacked with no film. Um, where were we? Uh, yeah, they'd send a bottle of champagne. Yeah. yeah. So, what? Could you give me an example of, you know, a shameless act of. Well, I t- well, now actually, this isn't this this isn't quite the same thing. But I remember reviewing in very poor terms Aerosmith's album. Oh, we're back to them. Yeah. Which album? Was, only, was it the one from nineteen seventy three? I think I did a few, but there, there was one. Um, and it's the one that's got a cow's udder on the front. Oh, with, yeah. yeah. What's that one? In the 90s. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. and, and uh, Nine Light? No. Yeah, whatever it was. And they sent me a gold disc for it. What? <laughs> which I've still got hanging in the loo. Taking it down now, Stephen Tyler's gone, <laughs> me too. <laughs> but, yeah, they sent me a gold disc. The record company. Yeah. I'm really pissed off at that. I... I'm pissed. I'm pissed, you, man. What do you want it? I'll give, you can have it. Yeah, if I'd you love want it. it. Really? Do you want it? Well, it says to me. I mean, it doesn't say oh, you can cross true. out my name. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anybody listening, I'll tell you what I'll do. If anybody listening wants it for their charity auction or something, hit me up. You can have it. You can have the Aerosmith Gold Disc, but wow. it, it has got my name on it. Charity auction? Yeah, they might well, get some money callers. for it. They might get some money for it. We'll be callers. getting some calls. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. It's called Get a Grip. That's what it's called. Oh, Just yeah. remembered. Yeah. 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 Was that the one that Get had a Grip album? Pink on it. I don't know. It no. doesn't tell you the tracks. No. Track three. And, and you reviewed Track it. Track three. And they sent yeah. you a gold record. Yeah. Did you even listen to it? I don't. Oh, what? You can't listen to gold records. No. The, the, the album you reviewed. Oh, no. I'm sure I did. Because I, oh, I didn't like it. I listened to it. You didn't like it? Listened to it once. Didn't like it. Not going to listen to it again. So did you give it a bad review? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, off, you s- no, seriously, you a- silly old man. That was the whole point of the story. I, I just I said, missed it. I gave I them it. a bad review, and they sent me a gold disc. Yeah, why? Why? Because I would suggest because there's a slight disconnect between the record company and the band. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So you wrote a bad review, a bad review, and they gave you a gold record. Yes. <laughs> How many more times are you going to say that? <coughs> well, you know. To me, that's far we more had extra- le- that I remember far more there were loads of than Stephen Tyler getting his leg there, over with there a teenager were loads of gold. There used to be loads of gold discs in the Kerrang office. Some of them had our names on, some had my name on, some had your name on. God knows what happened to them all. Some of them had my yeah, name. Yeah, there were loads of the bloody things. Oh, you my name? Were, oh, come on, you know there were. You had a, I'm sure you must have had a Guns N' Roses one. Yeah, but it wasn't in the Kerrang office, was it? Well, I don't know. I can't remember. I just remember them being there. I would not there. have left that in the Kerrang office. Yeah. I remember them being there. That's all I remember. Really? Yeah, you bastards. Stole them. You stole them. That's yeah. my Me Too. Yes. Yeah. Back in 1987. Yeah. Yeah. Did Cuff send you one? DC. Rice pudding. Yeah. Rice yeah. pudding, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 So, um... Uh, 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 extending that thread just one little step further um, with my books I'll say Hendrix and definitely The Eagles which comes out later this year 
pre-order um, now, fans. Um, because because I just yearn to do a novel, and because I I actually like in the sort of James Elroy universe of, I think the fiction tells the truth better than better. the fact. Yeah. And when I say fiction, I don't mean making stuff up necessarily. Interpreting, but interpreting, and and, yeah, and that's representing. what it's about. Yeah, it's about representing in a more exactly. vivid way. So you use vernacular, uh, like when they were editing the Eagles book. One of the questions was um, repeated use of the word "chick." Shall yeah. we turn that to girl? And I went, no, no, because that's what they said. Because it's 1975 in LA, and you're in the Eagles. There were no girls, but there were a shit ton of chicks. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You know, because again, they're applying this woke. Were you lucky? PC. Lucky you didn't get a morality reader. Oh, fuck you know, off. They don't have now. those. Oh, they yeah. don't have they do. those. They a do. morality yeah. reader. Well, this whole—I read a whole piece about this at the weekend, and you know, it's it's sort of uh, cultural appropriation. I, you know, should you be writing about a you know, fifteen-year-old, uh, you know, Australian girl? You know, if you're not a, if you're not, if you've never had that experience, it's idiocy. It's complete, it is complete bullshit. Yeah, it's that bullshit, is, man. That don't, that don't listen that, to me. That shit don't turn green. No, not exactly, for me. Yeah. You want to, you want to turn shit green. You got to write yourself some bullshit, man. So Nabokov, you know, it, exactly. It, he, he, his book Lolita is no good because he, yeah. There, there was, I think, the end of the piece was a list of, you know, it said, would these books still be published today? Go on, what you was know, in there? Well, Lolita, which is, right. you know, a, a great masterpiece, yeah. although often debated. Um, yeah, but it, to me, the people that debate, it, debate it are doing it in a pure, prurient, is that the word prurient yeah. or purient? Yeah, it's prurient. A, again, it goes back to Tyler and applying the morality of today. But this is to a piece of high art, not to, you know, love in an elevator or whatever it was called. Well, um, cover of Electric Ladyland by Jimi Hendrix, 1968. A gatefold, one of the earliest ones. Loads of naked women. Yeah. But they're not like pin-ups. They're just real women with real... They're young and many of them are quite attractive, but not all of them. They're just real yeah. women. You, you did the old marks out of ten, did you? <laughs> Purely for the book. Yeah, yeah. Purely the as whole, an academic. Yeah. When the editor found there's a very long chapter in this book about <laughs> the cover of. Yeah. It's not normal to insert lady, pictures then. into yeah, your chapters, yeah. but I see where you're or going. Drawings. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Stick insect yeah. with boobs. Um, I, 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 you know, I find the whole thing. You know, it's like, oh, the guy that wrote Alice in Wonderland. You know, was he a pedo? And, or Peter Pat, whatever the fuck it was. You know, I don't care. Yeah. I don't fucking care. They make it sound as if it's a complete one-off. But it isn't. You know, it's not just artists or writers or musicians. It's life. And, and yeah, of course, there has to be a clear distinction between assault and blah, 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 blah. Of course, absolutely, in any era. But the mores of the day, you can't know what's going to happen in no, 50 years. You can't know. Today's you... issue of Jurisprudence is brought to you by Mick Wall. <laughs> right, any other news? I don't know. Is there any other news? I'm sure there's a lot. I was reading about Axel Rose. Yeah. Coming out. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. 
No, not yet. No, that's next year. Um, yeah. No, talking about Lisa, his friend, Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. Yeah, he had a... A friendship. He had a lot to say. Did he? What he did. He did? Well, I've got it on the screen. Oh, do you want me to find it? Well, do you want me to get the Stephen Tyler stuff off of my phone? Yeah, find <laughs> it. Go on. <laughs> oh, God. Hang on. Hang on. This is only meant to be a brief coda. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? I have to get my reading binoculars on. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, well, he's talking. First, he mentions many things. Uh, I will miss my friend Lisa. Her passing, just as her son's, or as a kid, her father's, doesn't seem real. Blah, blah, blah. Heart goes out to them. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, because I think her son died, didn't he? He killed himself. He shot himself in the head when he was 27. I think that was only like in 2020. Yeah. yeah. Um, Her son's passing was shocking, tragic, and devastating, Axel said. It was something that, at a point, you obviously don't want to bring up, but awkwardly would in an effort to let her know you cared and were thinking about her and blah, blah, blah. I wanted her to be happy, to feel good about things, blah, blah, blah. But truthfully, it didn't seem, at least without some real time passing, a reasonable reality. I think, that's, that's I quite think he's measured got, from Axel there. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got a good point. And yeah. he goes on and he says some more. You can read it on Blabbermouth and I'm sure other available... Other outlets. Outlets. Um... Did you see the pictures of her? She'd, she'd been at some event just a couple of days before in LA. She just looked, she just looked terrible, you know, like someone who mm. has been through the most devastating tragedy. Yeah. And if you think, you know, you know, we've got children in their twenties. I mean, it just doesn't bear thinking. Yeah, about it. that's true. That's very true. And on that, on that joyful, uplifting note, joyful note, join us next week <laughs> for, for more. Suicide is painless. Yeah. Right. Thank you, John. Uh, Lovely. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. I'm looking for the stop button. That's why I'm gabbling still. There it is. Till next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How do I stop this, Fern?